Welcome to the Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. (laughs) We are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Ivy Kwan. She's a technical service engineer in Madison and also a big time foodie. What started as a food diary for herself is now a public food venture that you can join. She shares her food escapades through Instagram at igetcheesy, that's I-G-E-T-C-H-E-E-S-E-Y. The name came from when she realized that her MO was be a, have be a punny in every single post, in other words, cheesy. Though sharing pictures of food, she hopes to be able to recommend places to go to find new foodie friends and to bring laughter. Sit back, relax, enjoy this conversation with Ivy Kwan of I Get Cheesy. So today we're sitting now with Ivy Kwan of I Get Cheesy. How are you? I am good. How about you? Huh. It's Saturday, quarantine, so having fun talking about food. <laughs> Definitely. So tell us what you do in one to two sentences. Um, I work at Epic. Uh, it's an EMR company, basically electronic medical records. I am a, t- a technical solutions engineer there. Which building are you in at Epic, and what's the theme? I work at the barn. Okay. So... <laughs> I'm from Madison, I've spent about 10 years there, so I know it really well. I have a lot of friends. And that was the one time I went to go meet my friend there for lunch, and I ended up in, like, the customer's cafeteria, and then I had to go find him, which took forever. And then we had lunch together, I was like, I can't walk you back to the front door because I have meetings. So I, like, find my way through the campus, and half people asked, like, how do you get to the front door? They're like, I don't know, man. I'm like, don't you work here? Oh, it took me months to learn uh, just a, a common route from, like, what, kind of where the customer lunch is mm. to where my office is. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know where to go. There's so <laughs> many ways, so many routes. Um, usually we prefer to go outside. It's easier. But come wintertime, it's <laughs> schedule some time to, like, figure out how to get back. <laughs> how long have you worked there? Because I have an epic story for you about what something happened there. Have you been there for a couple of years? I have. Okay. Um, almost three years now. Oh, okay. So, so I'm significantly older than you. But uh, when some of my friends were there when we first graduated, um, it was around this time of year, probably maybe a little bit earlier in March, um, the pond was frozen over, and some dude just thought it'd be interesting to go walk out on that frozen pond, but then the ice broke, and then he, he swam, instead of back to the ice, he swam out to the little like island in the middle of it, pulled okay. himself up. And then realized, I now have to get from this island back to the mainland. <laughs> but at that point, everyone is like out the window watching. So he like get back into the water, swim to the ice. At that point, like they had like people come help him. But it's just like, yeah. all right, dude, uh, not good decision making skills here. <laughs> <laughs> I heard if it's, I've never done it myself and I haven't seen anybody do this, but I have heard that if it's um, 
frozen hard enough that people can skate there, but I don't know. I haven't seen it. Who brings their skates to work? I want to take a 20 minute break to go put my laces on my skates and then skate for five minutes and then unlace my skates and then come back to my office. <laughs> I would think it's worth it. <laughs> cool. So tell us more about I Get Cheesy. How did this all come to uh, fruition? Um. Okay, so it's way back. Um, both my parents are chefs, so cool. I have always appreciated food. Um, and I think just kind of watching Iron Chef a lot growing up, I was just very captivated in the presentation of food. I mean, I can't smell it. I can't taste it. It's a TV show. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's, it's pretty to me. It's art to me. Um, so I just always like snap pictures of food. It was kind of more like a food diary for me. Um, and then uh, I lived at home at college. So my mom would have home cooked meals all the time. And um, I would take pictures of that. My friends would get jealous. <laughs> uh, I even started a hashtag called Mama So Good. And I would, I got very, um, I think I'm good at uh, plating what my mom made. And she loves doing the same thing. Like she kind of taught me, we do it together. It's our bonding thing. Um, so I kind of started with that. And then when I moved to Wisconsin, I still cook, but I don't cook as much and definitely not like my mom. <laughs> More like salads for me. Um, so when I go out, I would take pictures. Um, and then I, it was on my personal Instagram and I didn't want to have too much of a mix. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a food Instagram. And I did. And it was just kind of like, again, it was more like a food diary. And I'm like, okay, these are the places I've been. These are the places I've, or these are the things that I've tried. Um, so if I go back, I can try something new, um, just kind of remembering things. And then it was a little more captivating to do, uh, do it more often when people ask me, like, where did you go for this? Uh, what is good here? Um, and then at around that time, that's when Chris from Epicurean Chronicles reached out to me and she's like, Hey, there's this foodie meetup and why not? (laughs) So I went, um, it definitely, (laughs) I felt way more encouraged to go by myself when there was like this tagline of saying like, we won't judge you for taking pictures of food. And I'm like, definitely the place to go. Uh, so I went and then I don't know at what point I started making punny captions and it just stuck Mm -hmm. so i changed the name to like i get cheesy uh i don't know if you noticed but like cheesy is spelled wrong technically (laughs) extra e and it confuses people apparently somebody else is cheesy out in the world um but i just decided to go with it even though it was misspelled and um ever since it's i don't post anything without a food pun as horrible (laughs) as it could be i stick to it one of uh one of my friends had tickets to uh bacon fest here in town and okay. so he said on his instagram like send me your best pun and then the best pun i'll get a ticket to them oh, i'm trying to remember i met the person that came to visit for the event but her pun it was like a pork pun it was so like he looks like the top 10 to me i was just like dying the whole time like these are so good <laughs> i I, there are some posts that I'm pretty proud of. Um, it definitely helps if I have, like, a pre-planned menu mm-hmm. before going to events. And I, like, kind of just focus on, like, keywords. Um, and I just start, like, saying words that sound alike. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, a whole process for me. I get in this, like, trans moment. <laughs> and I'm just like, nobody talk to me. Nobody bother me. It's just kind of my... Um, 
way of expressing my creativity, especially mm -hmm. from working software all day long. Um, but yeah, uh, I appreciate my friends liking them, even though sometimes I'm like, they're horrible, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I don't know if you write any software at all, but uh, one of my friends told me a really bad software joke. He said, um, so it's like a stand-up joke, right? Like, so why do pythons live on land? Because it's above sea level. Oh, no! <laughs> I told that to an engineer. He goes, I'm th going to threaten to never talk to you ever again. I might not want this job anymore. <laughs> oh, the fact that I understood it, I'm like, I don't know. That was, that was, that was good. That was genuinely good. But I feel like I'm a little nerdy now. <laughs> I, know, I like messing with people like with puns like that all the time. I don't know if you know what like, the JSON library is, but I was at like an IoT, it's JSON. Okay. So uh, they're talking about it on stage at a meetup and no one's responding and no one's talking about it. It's really cool. It's IoT, right? So guys talking about, this is four years ago, like something like uh, pretty much your car talking to your phone, which is kind of new four years ago. And so like no one was talking. So I just said to my subordinate, I'm like, who's this Jason guy they keep talking about? And the guy just stops talking and he goes... Excuse me, sir. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. It's just like, to your point about being creative, it's like, oh, but like having fun. Um, like, there's nothing foodie accounts that I follow that's all like super serious. Like, this is me having like my sandwich. It's like, cool. But like, have fun with it, man. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I, you know, like, not everybody reads captions. I'm aware of that, but it's out there if people want to. And, um, I just want to make people laugh. Like as silly as it is, it's life is too short. Why not just laugh at the silly things? <laughs> so do you have some go-to spots in town that you kind of always go to or what's kind of your usual food adventure or how you put, is that food escapades? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just kind of go with what I feel. I don't really have go-to spots. Well, there's one that I, if I don't really feel like cooking, but I want something a little homey, um, well, there's two places now, actually. There's Saigon Noodles mm -hmm. and Soho Gourmet Cuisines. Okay. Um, I would say Soho Gourmet Cuisines definitely um, hits home for me. Um, they have um, a mixture of, like, Chinese and I think, like, Korean and even maybe some Vietnamese meals. And they remind me of my mom and my grandma's cooking, honestly. So. Have you ever like been to uh, Ha Long Bay on Willie Street or off Willie? I have a couple of times. Um, it's just the line is so long, or the wait <laughs> is so long, and I don't I don't live close to there, yeah. so it's just kind of like it has to be a trip for me. Um, I'm not gonna lie, the first time was was it was good. Don't get me wrong, it was good. It just it wouldn't really be my favorite, even mm -hmm. though a lot of people love it there. Yeah. Um, but it might have been just the the dish that I got. Um, and then I, I went back again. I tried it a couple more times of different things and definitely with um, foodie friends at that point. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, no, no. You have to order this thing and yeah. this thing. And like, I love it. It's good. <laughs> I was, I went there. Uh, so I went to high school, college, and then post-college I was in Madison. And I went there because everyone was talking about it. So he finally went there. I was talking to my friends about it. My friend goes, you know that little old woman running around? I'm like, yeah. She was like running around frantically. Goes, that's my aunt. My aunt owns that place. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, it was great. Awesome restaurant. Loved it. It was great. 
I mean, you got the hookup then. Like, I did. I, I went back and I said, like, I know David. He was, oh, hey, like, what can we get you? I'm like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> you speak English? <laughs> Definitely there are perks when you know, like, the owner or something like that. So what's it like attending uh, an EC foodie meetup? Have so we met on the, the virtual one, which is super fun. And I actually wanted to attend the one in the domes, but we couldn't attend. But what's yeah. it normally like to attend with uh, all these other people enjoying themselves, taking pictures and sharing their adventures? Uh, so Easy Foodie Meetup, they are wonderful. Let's just start off there. Um, I've actually been to the very first one, and I want to say every single one since. Um, it's a great place to meet friends, uh, meet fellow foodies, and just kind of talk about, um, you know, appreciation over the food. And even, not even just about food, just really bonding and, like, asking people, like, where, you know, what do you do? What, uh, where do you work? I actually made a, like, best foodie friend from the very first meetup, and we actually turned out to be neighbors. <laughs> So we, we go on the food campaigns together a lot, um, and then, you know, sometimes we'll just text each other. I think he actually just texted me yesterday. It was like, what's for dinner tonight? We're clearly social distancing, yeah. but it was just kind of funny, like, how we um, were so close like that, and uh, I actually picked up him, uh, or picked up some food for him for the e the virtual EC foodie yeah. meetup, because uh, <laughs> he's like, can you do this? And I was like, sure, like, you're right there. Um <laughs> That connection, really, it makes me um, feel that community mm -hmm. and with, you know, how the world is so crazy these days and not just like COVID, you know, you feel a little um, confused, lost. But when you have people come together and share love, um, it's a wonderful feeling. And I'm, I'm getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> and I, um, I'm so, so glad that I'm a part, I'm a part of Epic Karen Chronicles. Um yeah, and most definitely, you get amazing food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you usually get little, like, goodie at the end, whether it's, like, a discount coupon or even just, like, treats from other uh, vendors. Um, oh, I've learned other vendors, like, Plainsville cocktails. So good. I'm talking on Tuesday. Super pumped. Oh, they're so, so good. <laughs> I I haven't really talked to Tom, but I've talked to Ryan before. Mm -hmm. Great energy from them. Um, I mean, I just have, like, a little can of it. Um, when I pregame with my friends and they're all like, what is that? And I'm like, it is amazing. I would share, but it's tiny and I want all the goods. <laughs> I was like, this is too. And it's like, I think it's 10%. So it, mm -hmm. it gets you there. I totally relate to appreciating like meeting people at foodies. My closest friend here in Chicago, I met from Instagram. I was just like stalking people when I started my podcast four years ago and uh -huh. he was, like, actually responsive. And then we, like, video chatted. And then he, like, goes, hey, why don't you just, like, come meet me at this restaurant? Now we're, like, super close. I just talked to him before this. I got on a phone call. And the restaurant I go to five nights a week was because he introduced me to those people to, like, uh -huh. go there all the time. And, like, I usually do my interviews, like, for the podcast, like, at their restaurant and all this stuff. If yeah. I don't show up for a week, they'll, like, call me, like, where are you? Are you dead? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing that you have check up on you then <laughs> it's just like so interesting to me like, i grew up like a picky eater well according to my family right and okay. now like half my friends are somehow related to the restaurant industry either like owners workers or whatever yeah. and so it's just like and then you find out how small the community is too right like my yeah. really good friend oh, yeah. i'm like dude there's this girl who opened this cool pop-up down the street 
Like, I think you should meet her. He goes, oh, okay, sounds good. And I started telling that to my friend. He goes, yeah, he already knows her. Like, his, her mom, her dad is the business partner with him on the, op- the opening, like, the food court. I'm like, oh, that'll be, like, super awkward. <laughs> you, it's, you don't realize how small this world is when you have, like, those kind of connections. And you just kind of, oh, only first degree, only second degree. Like, we're very close. Uh, it's even weirder, too, when you find out, like, people don't like each other. Like, uh, I'm, I'm in, the, like, the fashion industry here in Chicago, and I asked someone about someone fairly famous in the fashion industry. I'm like, do you know, like, so-and-so? And they're like, I do. No comment. I'm Ooh. like, ooh. Uh, okay. So what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> that's that's your cue. <laughs> but I don't know, oh, I, not be subtle whatsoever. <laughs> At the end of the day, like, when I do, like, my food picks or, like, whatever, I just have, like, way too much fun. Like, half the time, I'll just, like, play with my food. Like, nothing, like, crazy. Like, there's a degree of, I don't know if, like, girls did this growing up. Like, boys, we get cups of Taco Bell and we go squirt one of each in there to make our soda be, like, all those 12 sodas. Like, (laughs) and then you're forced to drink it because your parents make you, but. (laughs) All right. (laughs) No, I, um, I think I'm the most adventurous, Mm -hmm. uh, eater from my family. Um, neither of my parents eat poultry. I do. Uh, I don't know. I think there's just so much in the world that I'm like, I have to try everything. Mm -hmm. At least try something. And I think my one time my aunt said, um, you can't have an opinion or you can't form an opinion if you haven't experienced it yet or something along those lines. And that really stuck with me. And I'm like, that's true. I can't say I don't like this until I try it. Since you're not from Wisconsin, have you ever had venison? I have. Okay. So, like, for the listeners that don't know, that's, that's deer in Wisconsin, but people call it venison. But yeah, to like that point that it's, like, crazy to non-Wisconsinites, is there other foods you've had that you thought were, like, normal for other cultures, but, like, taboo for before you ate it? Um, no. I mean, deer is kind of uh, common. So, I before coming to Wisconsin, I was from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. A lot of hunters there. Yes. <laughs> Not a fan myself, but I can appreciate what they do. Um, I It's a hit or miss for me. It's kind of weird still. Alligator. I know it's very popular uh, down the south, especially around mm-hmm. like NOLA when I went. I I don't know it's like what I had was like a weird texture, but I just wasn't a huge fan. I was trying to remind myself that people say it tastes like chicken and I'm like, does not taste like chicken. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. Um, but yeah. Oh, I think another weird one. Um, I love this. I feel like I grew up um, eating it. Escargot. Oh yeah. Or just like, I, I don't think it was called escargot the way that we had it, but like, um, so growing up, I was near New York, so mm-hmm. we went to Chinatown a lot, and those, I don't know what kind of dish it's called, but, like, it's just a, a bunch of snails, and you put in the wok, and they just, like, fry it or mm-hmm. something, and it's just so tasty. I loved eating it, so it was never weird for me. <laughs> yeah, one of my friends, we did a couple recordings, of we would just put the microphone, like, in the middle of the table, and then go somewhere and eat strange stuff, um, so yeah. I've actually had alligator, like, sandwiches before at a like new orleans like style restaurant here in town but some of the craziest stuff we had was like iguana soup we actually had like a five foot long iguana that we all like shared uh we had rattlesnake we had like cricket tacos but it's just like it's all normal stuff at this like mexican restaurant 
right? It's just like, okay. it's what they eat down there. Like, it's weird to us because we're not accustomed to it, but like, yeah. if an entire society eats it, like, it's probably not that weird, but. I can't do insects. I almost <laughs> did once, and I'm just like, no, no, like, no, no. Um, I went to Belize once, mm. and, uh, you know, during the, uh, um, during the tour, the tour guy was just saying, oh, you see these, like, little ants or something? You can eat these. And he just picked it up and ate them. And it's like, tastes like chocolate. And I was like, nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can say anything in the world, but you're not going to make me eat it. It's, it's interesting. Like, people have very interesting thoughts about food or whatever. Like, we bought live crabs two nights ago. And then I had to be the one to, like, steam them because my friend, like, didn't want to do it. I'm like, I'm busy doing stuff. Like, why are you making me come do this? You wanted to eat these. <laughs> And then, like, halfway through, it's like, oh, I can't do it. I'm like, I've seen you eat, like, three pounds of, like, you know, stone crab before. Where do you think yeah. those came from? I'm like, oh, well, they were fresh, like, an hour ago. I'm like, you just didn't put it in. Like, I, I get it, but it's just kind of how the animal world works is. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, this is, it makes me sound a little, like, sadistic, I think. But um, I went to this cow farm once with, like, a family friend yeah. that owns it. And... <laughs> we're just like going around the farm and whatnot and all of a sudden he's like all right like let's grill up some burgers <laughs> and they were one of the best burgers i've ever had and my i was with my mom and she was just like nope <laughs> cows are there nope <laughs> um and i like just pulled up the chair and i'm still like looking out on the land with the cows and i look dead in the eye <laughs> into the cow's eye and i just ate the burger and my mom thought i was crazy <laughs> she was about to leave me and i'm like i mean it's like it's the best it's one of the best burgers i've ever had because i know it was done humanely mm -hmm. and you know, they're cared for they were loved for and it was it's different and you can really taste it oh, it makes such a difference i mean i think a lot of restaurants probably could do better if they didn't try to cut corners on like crappy ingredients or yeah. stuff like that and i it's the one thing i don't understand about a lot of businesses that people like just look at the bottom line but they don't understand kind of the consequences right mm -hmm. so like a lot of like company like restaurants are, like all organic whatever but they'll attract those certain type of customers so like when you choose your restaurants you go to do you take those things into consideration or is it more just kind of popular restaurants or how do you kind of choose where you like to eat um I honestly don't take that into consideration, <laughs> but I will say that I tend to um, be more drawn to farm to table mm -hmm. places or events. Um, I am willing to put that money down just because it, you can, it's just so much better. It really is. Um, but sometimes like that includes like fast food places. I just kind of want a little fattier, a little unhealthy meal. It's fine. <laughs> Every so often, you know, um, so I, I, I don't consciously think about it all the time, but mm -hmm. there are times when I see something pop up that I'm like, okay, this sounds good. I should check this out. Yeah. What's that? What's the event scene like in Madison? Are there pretty, I mean, there's obviously like a lot of beer and festival events. Like there's Broadfest, there's like the, what's the beer one? I remember I bought tickets to it once and I couldn't even go. <laughs> the beer fest? Oh, yeah. uh. So I, I missed out the last two years, except I went to this very last one, mm -hmm. the most recent one. Um, and it was just, it was beer and cheese fest. Yeah. And it was just all these beer and cheese vendors, um, 
around Alliant Energy mm-hmm. Center. Yeah. It is crazy for me because I'm a lightweight. <laughs> I I think it was like 30 minutes in. I had two little sample size cup drinks and I was just gone. But <laughs> I kept on drinking. I, um, you know, I really try to taste things. Um, they're really, really good. There are different ones. Um I really like going with friends because uh, we all have different tastes. Oh, yeah. I like more like sweeter. Um, sometimes sours are good. Um, I have friends who like IPAs and I just like want to try things. So I would just, you know, take a sip of theirs or something. So I don't have, I don't waste like a whole uh, cup or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but it's always a good time. I love those events. Everybody's just so like joyous there, especially when there's alcohol involved. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just a good time to just try things like try it like you you meant to like i just said like i want to try ipa but i don't want to buy a whole thing and waste it mm-hmm. um, so it's a good time to go try some and maybe i'll find something i like i think i did but i can't remember the name right now <laughs> <laughs> cool so uh thanks for coming on anything else you want to leave our listeners with before you sign off um obviously not right now with covid but yeah. once you get the chance go out and explore try something new um, wise words from my aunt can't really form an opinion unless you try it this episode is sponsored by Bites Kitchen the best of times are always shared at the table good food, good drinks good stories, good friends wish I had any of those <laughs> at Bites they believe that good food is more than merely a part of survival it is their passion It has the power of transcend language, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, they share their culture with new friends and old. They share a piece of who they are. And by coming together for meals, they trade good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, they want you to celebrate cultures from around the world. They've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, and more. They are also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how they shape their menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that is constantly evolving, a new story always awaits you at Bites. Show up, I guarantee you see me sitting with my Buddha in my hand. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, Feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food.